Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. That's just a detail. God, you're the most safe in the perfect will of God. Amen. You really are. So anyway, just the church is growing, a lot of great things happening. And Houston just went down there. My brother was in the Ukraine and just, uh, you know, just building the flock of God. Amen. Loving people. We shared about how to like building churches, like ways to build people. So that was such a fun weekend. So I want to talk a little bit about that for a few minutes. All right. Does that sound good? All right. Isaiah 28. So, Isaiah 28, Father, thank you for each one in the room today, those online. We just bless your name, Uh, Father. We just uh, ask for the filling of your spirit and your words today in Jesus' name, amen. By the way, there's a lot of mission trips happening. A good group just came back from uh, Richmond. We're doing Atlanta the first weekend in February. A lot of great things happening. Um, Arkansas happens next week, I think. Or actually, tomorrow. Tomorrow, actually. So a lot of movement happening. So be praying, uh, plan to go. Why not go? Share the faith. America's very open right now. It's uh, shockingly open. Um, We see that in our own city here in Baltimore. It's shocking how many people are needing a word, needing, needing the gospel. Wilmington, we got Daniel here. Great to have you, Daniel. And uh, just wherever you go, if you're just filled with the Spirit, the Lord will give you a word for people that are in front of you. And I feel like in our nation right now, people are drowning. They're drowning um, mentally. They're drowning emotionally. And in some cases, if they're not taught, they're drowning spiritually. They're just living in wrong doctrine. So... We have a word from the throne of God, amen? So I want to talk about this word pattern with you for a minute, just this word pattern. Uh, We're seeing that in Frederick, big weekend in Frederick. I saw a video of a full house. They're filling filling up the um, community center in Frederick. We're going to have to find another place to meet, it looks like, which is a good problem to have. Pastor Dennis is the man of God. I love it. I'm so so proud of him. Okay. Um, Isaiah 28, 16, think about this, um, a spiritual pattern or a spiritual DNA. And <clears throat> when you look at truth, it's, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Amen. We just preach Christ and Christ crucified. We present the truth of the Bible with a grace orientation of finished work reality. And guess what? The work of the spirit does the work. Sometimes what can happen, like if you build a cake, right, if you make a cake, um, you just follow the recipe, right? At least do the best you can with following the recipe. And typically, if you follow the recipe, you'll have a a good outcome, right? Just like, you know, if you don't follow the recipe and you do your own thing, guess what happens? You kind of have a, you have kind of a mystery on your hands, right? (laughs) Um, but when you look at bread, we were saying this this weekend, if you make bread and you add yeast, guess what? The yeast is what rises inside the bread, right? So it's not me shouting at the bread, telling it to rise, right? 
rise. It's like telling a flower, grow. You know, you can do all, you can play music, all this. But it, it's the intrinsic agent inside that's going to grow. Right? You add the yeast, it will grow. So the pattern of the Bible, the pattern of the nature and character of Christ is the agent that grows, the one who receives it. So what do I mean by that? Well, Isaiah 28, 16, I mean, that might sound like a kind of a simple thought, but it, it really is actually profound because Jesus is the cornerstone of anything that is built correctly. You can, you can do a lot of things. You can have short-term needs met, but the long look, the, the foundation that's built will have a, will have a proper uh, edifice, right? You know, you're digging in, making a foundation, the surveyor's coming, making sure that what's built can handle what's going to be built upon it. So in, first, in, in Isaiah, notice this in 28, 16, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. So there's a lot to this chapter, but I love those words. Jesus being uh, this foundational piece, and we know that the, that, the, that the cornerstone is what handles the weight of all the other walls and foundational uh, pieces to the, to the structure. 118, Psalm 118, it says that the builders rejected the stone, right? They rejected it, but it was the right stone. <clears throat> so the world is going to maybe reject the pattern, but the pattern works. The pattern works, amen? And I was just thinking about there are so many different patterns in the nature and character of God that act based on itself, okay? Just like Jesus made a unilateral decision to love us. We had nothing to, to contribute. No, there was no democratic decision. It was, I've decided to love you. The pattern of love is that it's unconditional and that it's based on himself. <clears throat> and therefore, I have a choice to receive that love and have that love change my life. There's a pattern to grace, that economy that is, again, um, something that's matchless. It's something that's extravagant. And this pattern uh, described here, and also look with me in Hebrews chapter 8, it's a pattern that bears the mark of God. Just like building the temple, if it wasn't built the right way, guess what? The presence of God did not fill that place. So I wonder to myself sometimes, I'm like, why is it as Christians we can lack power and authority and we can lack maybe experiencing God in our life? And the question that I came to the conclusion was, am I following the pattern? Am I following the pattern? Just like in marriage, there's a pattern. Uh, just like in order of a, of, um, of, of a church, there's a pattern, right? First Corinthians chapter 14 and Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, in Titus chapter 2, there's a pattern. Because when we try to reinvent the wheel, guess what happens? You know, let's just say we're making a cake and we're throwing in other ingredients that don't necessarily match, right? What happens to that? What happens to the end result, right? Well, the recipe, we've personalized the recipe maybe, but it'll come out differently because it's different ingredients. So it's the same principle here. If I am putting in 
the pattern or following the pattern of what Jesus said in, in Hebrews 8, 5 is a good example, then the outcome bears the mark and, 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 and the, the work of the Spirit. Isn't it true? Like the pattern of prayer, right? And I don't want to lock us into like a formula here because that's not what I'm talking about. But um, we know when we're filled with the Spirit and when we're not, right? Because the pattern is, the pattern of the fruit of the Spirit is Galatians 5.22. We see the fruit of the Spirit, right? <laughs> if we don't see the fruit of the Spirit, then maybe the pattern we're following is our natural understanding or our natural way. <clears throat> but there's a spiritual DNA in prayer, right? There's a spiritual DNA to faith. There's this, like when I walk by sight, what happens? The pattern now is I'm conforming to the world. I'm conforming to my best solution and pros and cons. But when I walk by faith or walk by wonder, then the pattern of faith is something way beyond anything I could create. That's why they had 10 salvations in Richmond this weekend, right? That's why in Houston we were talking with a brother that lost his uh, five-month-old baby, and, and he's just standing there, and the pattern of just being present and listening and loving ministered way beyond our words. There was a pattern beyond uh, what we could even communicate because it was so incredible. Um, 8.5, who noticed this? It says this. It says of Hebrews... Um, who serves the copy and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, "For see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Isn't that amazing? The excellent ministry. The pattern of Bible school, right? We plant churches that plant churches are churches that have a Bible school, Right? Uh, because Bible school makes so much sense, uh, but it's not a normal pattern in church planting in, in, some, in some ministries. But in our ministry, we've seen a pattern that Bible school disciples the people in your, in your church and deals with so much issues in your church, isn't it? Like in Wilmington, our, the church in Wilmington, I believe, is growing because of the Bible school Wilmington Bible, the uh, Wilmington, my Lord, I, I named the name of it and I've forgotten it. The Wilmington Bible College, there it is. Um, I believe they have 17 students or something like that. And it's, it's because it's it, because of the pattern, all right? Okay, I want to show you a couple of other, other thoughts here, the pattern. So when we just honor God, uh, then guess what happens? the work of God takes over. So in a relationship, the pattern of a relationship is that we initiate Christ and the agent of who Christ is changes the person, changes the, the dynamic of, of our fellowship. It changes. But if I inject something else, like my expectation, my idea of what I think should happen, guess what happens? I'm not following a divine pattern, so other things take over, right, and lead to other conclusions. Um, forgiveness, the pattern of forgiveness. Wow. We forgive people, and guess what happens? 
we, are, we forgive them of their offense. We'll, even if they don't forgive us back, it's like I'm going to initiate a divine pattern and say, listen, you know what? I know God's forgiven me. I have no right to hold this against you because I've been forgiven of so much greater. And then what happens? There's an initiation of a supernatural pattern. And then mercy rejoices over judgment. So, uh, I don't know. I love this thought, this grace pattern. It's the agent in the ingredient that creates change. It's the agent in the ingredient that creates change. Just like the yeast in the bread. Just like, um, you know, uh, boy, what, what's another agent we could say? <laughs> the vanilla extract. You can... It makes a difference in, in the dessert, doesn't it? Hazelnut, okay. I remember one time I put Worcestershire sauce in, instead of, uh, um, what was it? Worcestershire sauce instead of, um, no, it was another, it was another, and it, it, maybe it was soy sauce, but it distinctly changed the taste of the, <laughs> so anyway, the grace pattern the grace pattern. I love this. So this action unleashes our authority, and that's my point today. This action, we initiate Christ, and that is the authority in our relationship. That is the authority in our frontier missions. That is the authority in, let's say someone says, I want to have a hunger for God. Okay, how does that happen? I get to, I just draw near and I receive from God and he and he creates the hunger. This is where I think Christians can get overwhelmed, frustrated and disillusioned is because we are trying we are trying to do the work of God without the spirit. We're not called to try, we're called to trust. There's a pattern when we trust. It's the wheel within the wheel. It's the it's the it's the agent in the ingredient. Because there's a wrong pattern, right? We can be conformed to this world and become like the world and rendered ineffective. But the right pattern, uh, let me show you this verse here. Um, uh, look at this in 3 John, 3 John with me. So in, in Houston, they're, they're uh, focused this next semester on Bible school and the distinctives of the Bible because it's amazing how we can you know, if you look at patterns in, in art, there can be a real, there can be a real artsiness, a real creativeness, but, but if you don't follow the, the proper pattern, then your design can be very abstract, right? And in art, that can be beautiful. But when you're building something, you just, it, it's, you can't just be so free-spirited, like a spiritual architect. We are spiritual architects, you know? You know, someone that's working in McDonald's, there's a system to follow what has been proven, right? Oh, I'll just throw 20 pickles on that burger instead of two pickles, right? What kind of burger are you going to have? You're going to have a mess on your hand unless the person loves pickles. So my, there is an individuality, there is a uh, step of faith of personalizing it, but the core pattern is Christ and Christ crucified. It's the Matthew 4, 4, it's the Bible, it's the clarity of the Bible. And I think we're seeing this where we're going, and you're seeing it where you're going, when, where the basics, the mastering of the basics, people are, don't have foundations. And life is happening to them, the supernatural is happening to them, and 
there's no defense because the we are naturally minded and we're trying to address the supernatural in the natural. And guess what happens? We're defeated every time. We lose authority every time. But when we come up, when we enter the pattern and we say, Lord, you have overcome the world and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And I enter into that pattern of truth, that pattern, the mind of Christ really is the pattern. Then what happens? It's the mind of Christ that addresses my depression. It's the mind of Christ that addresses my sadness. It's the mind of Christ that addresses my doubt. It's the mind of Christ that addresses my, my fears and anxiety. I am no match. You are no match for the supernatural spirit of anxiety and, and depression and fear. There's a demonic activity of fear in our nation, in our world. And the only way I can answer that is the pattern of faith, the pattern of truth, the pattern of, of, uh, of grace. So this action, we initiate Christ... I remember, we've said this before, I remember this in Frederick, we mentioned this, we had a demonic experience there with a lady was really going after us, and I'll just bring this up, every time I mention the name of Jesus, she, she took a step backwards, just mentioned the name Jesus, and she was physically stepping backwards, why? Because we initiated the chief pattern, right? Why don't we have... Uh, you know, w we follow the Bible clearly because it's a pattern that works. I don't know about you. In crisis, I don't want to be. I don't want to be proving things in crisis. I want to be initiating what's proven. <laughs> Do you get it? You know what I'm saying? It's such a simple thought, but I, I love this. It's encouraging. For so, Third John, Third John one eleven, it says, "Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Who does uh, he who does?" Good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. So when we look at Frontier Missions, even if it's here in our own city, uh, in our own neighborhood, wow, I, I think back to our caroling we did. We had the most amazing caroling in Parkville. I mean, and I don't want to sound like every story has to be like this dynamic story. I don't want to sound like that, but... But when you initiate the pattern, there's a supernatural response. And I just remember this one lady on the porch, and uh, she just couldn't speak. She just was weeping. I said, would you like us to pray for you? And she couldn't even talk. It was her and her teenage son. I said, hey, we're just going to pray for you. I remember another place we went to, and there was like this, this um, elderly home. And like, I mean, it was just like people kept coming out of this door. It was like all the... It's like all these clowns that come out of a, uh, a VW bug. I mean, it was like 15 of them. But it was the same thing with this house. I mean, we, we, it was like a whole porch full of people. And we, we sang and we preached the gospel. And there's a lady, I'll never forget her. She had to be in her 80s or 70s or 80s. Her hands stretched out like this, just worshiping while we sang um, the Christmas carols. And, you know, I don't you know. We sounded okay, I guess, but... It was interesting because we had neighbors texting. We were on Nextdoor. Everyone know the app Nextdoor? They were texting other neighbors that we were in town, uh, that we were in their neighborhood, and people were asking us to come to their house and carol. So an hour-long or 45-minute-long caroling was two and a half hours. We couldn't. People kept inviting us. Why? Because the initiation and pattern of love. See, this is how Christ deals with us. Isn't that amazing? 
So the, the pattern of love, we cannot change the pattern in our experience because it's a supernatural uh, expression of God. This is why God's love never increases or decreases. It's constant. That's why God has no potential. He's totally actual. And this is what's beautiful. There was, there, he loves us before there was a reason to love us. Why? Because his love has a supernatural pattern. So when we think about frontier missions, we go preach the Bible, love people, evangelize, minister life, listen to people. And guess what happens? The agent now is injected, and now the, there's, a, there's an action, and then there's an authority. Um, you know, I think of just this word forgiveness, like I forgive you. Imagine saying that to somebody that has blatantly done something wrong. I forgive you. And you kind of you you kind of wait and wonder, and they maybe they don't believe it. But then you act in forgiveness. It's not just a word. Now it's an action, and then all of a sudden you have authority in that situation. Like your offense no longer touches me, so therefore I can commit you to God. That doesn't mean I go on vacation with my enemy necessarily, but I forgive my enemy. I love my enemy. Why? Because I I couldn't do it, but I'm abiding in the pattern. I'm abiding in the pattern. So. Um, Last verse here, Hebrews 9.23. So what's the pattern today? To be loved by God. To receive grace. Grace is an incredible pattern of healing. Just like you were to... I remember walking into this ornate church in the Ukraine, and the church was from the 1500s, and you see the tile and the ornate pattern or you look at the ceiling and the the beautiful um, work of um, the ceiling uh, painting. I think Michelangelo was, I think, I don't remember where I was in Europe, but Michelangelo had painted. It's like, what did he do? He had a pattern in his heart that he expressed um, and it was absolutely beautiful. <clears throat> so don't, don't reinvent the wheel today. I guess that's my point. Don't reinvent the wheel. Isn't that good? Don't try today. Please don't try. Just trust. And what I mean by that is like just throw yourself into the arms of God and say, I have no plan B. God's like, I got gotcha. you. I hope so, right? Uh, there is no plan B. <laughs> 923, uh, where are we here? Therefore, it was necessary the copy of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. It's like God says, I've made a perfect pattern. That's why the blood of Christ always triumphs over the devil. Why? Because it's a perfect pattern. Amen? So as we build today, not just the, you, know, you know you're doing something, and busyness is a plague, by the way. I'm so convinced of it. Like, busyness can be such a plague. And doing, 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 and there's really this a short-term effect. But building is the long look. It's the it's the step-by-step. Uh, -step. It's this idea of, of, okay, I have a vision for your life. I'm not just going to answer a question, but God's given me a vision for your life. Like, someone, someone, one pastor said that to me. He said, do you have a vision for that person's life? We were talking about a brother, and... And I, I, stopped, I stopped dead in my tracks, and I said, I don't think so. I, I don't know. Actually, I don't. I don't have a vision. Like, 
am I thinking about that person beyond today? And I said, well, let's just, I'm going to stop for a minute. And then it's like, am I just looking at that person in their state? Or am I looking at that person in their standing? Good question. Am I looking at that person in their state, their condition? Or am I looking at them in their standing, in their position? And I had to honestly say, I said, no. Actually, I'm kind of, in my spirit, I'm kind of riled up about the situation. And, we, and, the, and it felt like the Lord say, stop and pray. Get into my pattern before you minister to that person. Because if I'm, if I'm not in the pattern, there's no ministry. Without the pattern, there's no ministry. And so what a great way to relate to somebody, amen? Not seeing you in today, but seeing you complete. And that's a work of the Spirit, isn't it? Just like you're getting the eggs together, you're getting the milk together, you're getting the flour together, you're throwing in the vanilla extract and no Worcestershire sauce, of course, but you're just, you're just following. It's like, okay, God, your way has a supernatural result. Not my way. I think it should happen this way. No, no, no. Your way doesn't lack your provision. And guess what? We have a delicious outcome. That's a good way to end the lunch wrap. Thank you, Lord. God, show us the pattern again and again. Thank you, Jesus. You are our chief cornerstone. You're our chief builder. You, it's you plus nothing. God, help us to uh, follow you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.